too lewd for the podcast. It's time for Nymphomaniacs, and we're horny to the max. So just sit back and relax, you'll come till you collapse. We're Nymphomaniacs. Come join the Nympho sisters and the Nympho sibling milk. Just for fun, we look at porn dojins and text based filth. On all the normal platforms, we post the weekly pod. Except iTunes, because they're all bruised and ran by fucking quads. We're Nymphomaniacs. Milk likes milfs and big old wrecks. Cake tax on extra facts, or we're wants to more some rats. We're Nymphomaniacs. Meet Frankie and Alex who want to rule the Nymphoverse. Our Discord server's full of nerds apparently well-versed. There's old man Cunnilingus, gay baby jail the works. They have no script, they truly flip, cause all these word kings hurt. We're Nymphomaniacs. We've got fat goose ending stacks. We're horny to the max, listen in and maybe fat. We're Nymphomani, have no shamey. We can't all be deadly. Nymphomaniacs, those are the facts. That was a bitch. Hi, I'm Milk. And I'm Cake. And this is the podcast formerly known as Nymphomarshal that used to review hentai both enthusiastically and regrettably. But we have to change things up. We're we're growing. We need to grow more. I want us to be able to win a podcast award. So in order to be able to be nominated for a potty, we have to clean up our act. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's about time that we grew up a little bit and kind of focused on something a little bit more important, something relevant, something modern, something that is a cultural touchstone um, in many young people's lives. Um, of course, we're talking about anime, mm-hmm. specifically anime clubs. Yeah, it, it it touches us all in very special ways. Milk, did you ever participate in anime club in either high school or college or any capacity? No, <laughs> I I went to school in a city that is a mile by mile. And for most of high school, I went to the private school in there uh, where I was the only person of my grade. And then when I went to public school, I was one of 24 students and probably the only one that liked anime at the time besides she who shall not be named. Okay. So yeah, no, no anime clubs for me. Okay. What about you, Cake? Yeah, um, I have kind of a sad story about my anime club experience. I transferred to a new school. I was the mysterious transfer student. And I didn't really have any friends yet. And I was adopted by the goth anime kids. You know, Glomps abound. Cat ears, nyas, kawaii's. This explains so much. And, you know, I was trying to find a place where I fit in. So I tried joining my school's GSA. I went for one meeting. It was a train wreck. So I left. And then I got invited to the anime club's Christmas party and was told this would be a gift exchange. So I went to Borders, rest in peace, Borders. And bought some manga to take to the gift exchange. And I went. And I thought, this is going to be great, meeting other like-minded people. It was not great. Somebody didn't get the gift they wanted. So they started screaming and crying. And after that, I decided I didn't want to go to anime club anymore. I would just go home 
and watch my Netflix DVDs of Azumanga Daiho and my bootleg Sailor Moon DVDs instead. I feel like the younger generation is lucky to be able to establish healthier anime communities. I agree with that. Um, it was a very dark time back in those days, the early convention days, yaoi paddles abound. Yeah, it just wasn't good. You're so brave, Cake. Thank you. Taking taking stride in the, the elder weeb. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we want to talk about anime clubs and, you know, my tragic experience isn't always the experience that everybody had. We're going to get into some deep dive drama of the anime club by Gun Show, Casey Green. I've always been a huge fan of uh, Casey Green, and this looks pleasant, like a good, positive anime experience. Yeah, I think so. So we have our four friends in the anime club. We've got Mort. We've got Mark. We've got Dave. And we have the fish out of water, the newbie, Clyde. And I can relate to Clyde. I was the newbie in the anime club. So I really hope that his experience, you know, is a lot more positive. But we'll find out. Looking at Clyde, I feel very uh, akin to him. <laughs> you know, I'd like to think that I'm a lot like a Clyde, but in some ways I'm very much a Mort. So we'll get into that. So today our friends are meeting at the library and Mort has brought some high class anime cinema for our friends to watch. And Clyde mistakenly says, sweet, naive Clyde says, so we're going to watch an animated porno. No, Clyde. The term is hentai. It is hentai not porno. And of course, they're fighting over it because their anime club is hosted at the local library and you can't watch porn. I'm sorry. You can't watch hentai in the library, which is a real shame, to be quite honest. Mort seems to be unfazed by this fact, though. He's very solid in the fact that they are all about to experience culture Mm-hmm. And have a growing experience together. Yeah. And I mean, you know, as much as we're trying to clean up our act and to tackle some more culturally relevant things, you cannot deny the impacts of hentai and how it is such an integral part of anime culture. You cannot divorce the two. So they're very worried about getting kicked out of the library, which is understandable, but it's fine. It is art. It is okay. And the biggest concern being, if they can't do it in the library, where will they go? Where will the anime club go? Because they can't go back to Mort's house. They just, they won't do that. And they're not going to get kicked out of there. So it's okay. Took them a long time to get this place to view anime and to share culture together. So they're not going to fuck it up. Yeah, all this is being presented through a powerful speech just behind the shaking fist of Mort, he, he shows determination, vigor, as he prepares his friends for the evening. And he just wants to let them know that there's no way the anime club can miss discussing a classic piece of anime film. This is the hentai known as Smegma Princess. It's a 1980s classic. Just got a pro-dub, and it was released in Europe. So, like, art class 
hentai. Yeah. Too too strong for American release. Mm-hmm. And Americans being so foolhardy when it comes to nudity and sex, but okay with bang, 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 shooting guns all the time. That's fine. Who fucking cares? The children can see that. But people kissing? No. People fucking? No. No. Smegma licking? No. No, absolutely not. Mort, Mort realizes what's at stake here of how there's so much more than pornography here. There's story, like all great anime. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a reminder, it's hentai. Not just any anime. It's hentai. Just for our listeners at home. But there's one problem. They don't have a VCR. Well, then it's a good thing that he also bought the digital copy of the movie and he pulls out a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Which is the best way to watch anime, mind you. Yeah. If you're going to pick any type of ray, it should be blue. I'm going to disregard that statement because we all know that Asuka is the best girl, but I don't want to digress because we are talking about very important things right now. So I'm just going to ignore that and move on because we're grown. We're taking this in a more professional direction. Not here to get into petty anime arguments. Speaking of stupid comments, Mort does have to shame uh, Mark for asking the question, why would you get two copies of the same movie? (laughs) Mark, so naive. Mark can't even dignify that with an answer. Mm -hmm. So they prepare the projector, dim the lights load up the Blu-ray, and begin watching. And we hear a lot of beautiful onomatopoeia, which is a cornerstone of any piece of Japanese media. We hear onomatopoeia such as, (laughs) flarped, honk, honk, yeah, (laughs) poke, poke, squelch. Be careful not to stick it too far in. Do not worry, my smegma will protect you. Princess, the horses, as you asked for. Whoop. Aruga. Just beautiful. Masterpiece cinema. A rainbow of just perfection. And all of our friends are experiencing different emotions to this, which as you are supposed to when you're watching great film. You know, we have some wide starry eyes in awe of the beautiful art that they're watching. Some not so impressed. A tear, an expression of the beauty that they're seeing, and a very unfazed face. Yeah, David doesn't have much motion to show. Let's see if that changes. It's okay. We all experience film differently. So just as Smegma Princess is about to have one more horse inserted, not sure where, but somewhere... The movie file stops. Mort stands up to investigate. And what does he see on the screen? A virus called killallnerds.exe with a skull of cro- skull and crossbones. Deleting, deleting all, all anime. anime. Oh no. It was a Trojan horse they stuck in her. And we finally see some emotion. Everybody is freaking out because all of it. It's like the library of Alexandria. The burning of it, all the anime is gone. Sailor Moon, gone. Cowboy Bebop, gone. 
Akira, gone. Smegba Princess, gone. All gone. So finally it comes out that this was a bootleg, and that's why it has a virus. Mark is pissed. Mark is very upset with Mort and asking him, why did he buy an infected bootleg? We see David is also experiencing the traumatic loss of losing all anime. It could be very reminiscent of that painting, The Scream. He's very upset. And Mort explains that he thought that he bought this Blu-ray from a trusted vendor. And now he knows that can always trust imports. It's a very hard lesson to learn. One that I learned myself buying Sailor Moon DVDs off of eBay. Thought they were real. They were not. That is my mistake. My cross to bear. Here, while Moore is learning and growing as a person, Mark has nothing helpful to add. He's just saying, you dense motherfucker. And emotions are getting very heated. You know, it's a very tense situation. They lost all their anime. They were interrupted in the middle of their screening. Who knows what's going to happen? Mark and Mort get into a bit of a fight and Mort presses Mark and says, if there's something you want to say, go ahead, say it. And so Mark does. He starts saying, I don't think you should be the leader of the anime club. But before he can finish that thought, Mort punches him in the face and the fight is on. Uh, Mark replies, oh, you fucker. And Mort says, you are the only fucker in this scenario, Mark. Mark retaliates with a swift punch in his face, just almost deflating Mort into a balloon. Mort gathers up his strength, blood dripping down from his nose, and launches a powerful punch right back at Mark. Meanwhile, our sweet summer child, sweet, sweet summer child Clyde, still sitting starry-eyed, over the fact that Smegma Princess took all of those horses. This is his epiphany as he stands up from his chair that he loves anime. He has now become an anime fan as the rest of our club continues to fight and cry and destroy the viewing room and the public library. This is the end of part one. Um, let's go ahead and flip the page to part two. We see our characters reestablished, this time holding placards of their own name while showing the battle damage between Mort and Mark. Dave is still emotionally distraught and Clyde seems to be upset for reasons we don't know yet. We find out the reason for these mugshots and for all the upset is that they've been banned from the public library. No more meetings of the anime club ever to be held in the library's public viewing rooms. A few days later, they gather and sit around the cursed copy of Smegma Princess that set these events into motion. Mort says that he still has the Blu-ray because he has a plan for it. And he plans to shove it back into the gaping maw of the man who sold it to him. And he vows fist clenched that this vendor of illegal, treacherous anime goods will be punished. This is where we get the subtitle, The Revenge of the Anime Club. 
And Mort says, yes, he will pay me back the money that I paid for this. And this is where we get the subtitle, The Refund of the Anime Club. Shortly thereafter, we see three of our anime club friends walking. And Clyde begins to wonder, uh, hey, what happened to Mark? (sighs) Mort has to pause, take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out, and let Clyde know that him and Mark have talked it over. We see a flashback to this discussion with Mark saying, Hey, asshole. And Mort goes to explain that we decided that his services might be needed elsewhere today. And we see another flashback with Mort saying, Go suck a dick. So it was agreed upon. They show the agreement. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The agreement is Mark's middle finger that he would scout out a possible meeting place for future anime club endeavors. It looks like Mort does have one suggestion for a future location, though, at the end of this flashback. Mm-hmm. To uh, jump up your mom's ass. Very helpful. Um, so they're looking on at the challenge that lies before them. It is the local comic book shop called Nuclear Pop. Anime, comics, and toys. It's at the intersection of Mumble Road and Biesel Boulevard. And the address for this building is 666. Truly, um, we're, we're in the sauce, boys. So as they get ready to head in, they are accosted by the owner of this shop. And he says, well, well, bang a gong, everybody. It's the Anime Club. And we find out that our shop owner's name is Tony. And it seems like there is a bit of tension pre-established even before this whole import fiasco between Tony and Mort. Very antagonistic exchange here. Yeah. And just to lay the scene of how like good of a anime comic shop this is, we're seeing posters of Garf and the back of a dill-like birded figure. Mm-hmm. And a rocket. Yeah. This is a top-notch source for anime. Yeah. So, Tony asks what our anime club is doing here. Specifically referring to them as chuds. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. So, Mort informs Tony that he has come for a refund for specifically the injustice and emotional strain that has been brought upon the innocent. That he is tearing apart to the very foundation of their club and that he's killing them with this virus-ridden bootleg. It seems Tony has no remorse, though. He says, good, you and your pathetic club are what is ruining anime for the rest of us. The true connoisseurs. And he goes on to say, all of you just have no taste. Strong words, Tony. Very strong words. We see David lashing out, regardless of any concern about the status of hentai versus anime, just running through the grief of losing all of his content on his computer. Mm -hmm. Which is understandable. That is very difficult to lose an electronic device. And of course, Tony feigns ignorance, saying that he doesn't understand what they're talking about. And there's sparkles everywhere. You know, he's truly innocent. 
But Mort reminds him that he can play dumb all that he wants. But what he did was completely uncalled for. Tony says it doesn't matter because, and he calls his shop associate Jason over and asks Jason to remind our anime club about the policy on returns. Jason sits stone-faced and he just says, we don't give them. Tony, relishing in the fact that that is the store policy, takes a moment to embrace how happy he is about defeating children and then yells, get out! Mort, defeated and upset, tries to begin to formulate a new plan. Clyde asks, what are we going to do? Mort is very upset because he needs Clyde to realize that it's not a we situation. Anime Club is an all-for-one situation. They are one, they share each other's successes and their problems, they're a team, and they're going to stick together. But there's just one important question. Where's Dave? Where did Dave go? That's when we find a bat smashing into glass. And as we pan out, we discover where Dave is. Dave is vandalizing at least one of the store employees' cars. Apparently it's Tony's. And Mort asks Dave if he thought this through. And they realize that they gotta go. But before they can go, Dave opens a switchblade and slashes pop, pop, pss, pss, all four tires, which don't do all four tires. Do three or two or one. Never all four because the insurance will cover that. Just so you know. Yeah. And no, I will not elaborate. So Dave is finished and now they can leave. Mort remarks to Dave that he hopes that he feels better. And Dave says, I rather do. Understandable. But there is another sacrifice that is required to quell the raging beast. Mort realizes that he will probably be the one who will suffer the wrath of Tony for what happened to his car because Mort was the one who screamed and yelled at Tony and escalated things. And we close with Tony receiving a car repair bill and screaming from the top of his lungs, Mort! And that's the end of part two. We move on to the anime club, part 2.5, Mark's task. We see a parking lot outside of kind of like a food and entertainment purveyor called Weimar Reiners. The mascot is a dog. And we cut to the inside and we see some children running about the tables. And we see Mark sitting at a table by himself, sighing. He knows that this won't be a suitable location because of all the children noise. But maybe they could have meetings there on very slow days. Maybe that would be okay. He wonders if they'll let him use the TVs in the entertainment area. But he is quickly crestfallen when he realizes that they can't have anime club meetings there and that the library really was such a choice location for anime club meetings. Private viewing room, your own space, not bothered by the public. Understandable. So Mark realizes he's going to have to contact someone named Amy and that they have no choice but to go back and merge 
with the other anime club. And he knows that Mort's not going to like that. And he ponders about this decision and what it'll mean for the anime club. But he quickly decides, fuck them. They are going to merge with the other club. Part three opens with uh, what could possibly be foreshadowing a title card that shows our protagonists decapitated, laying next to their own tombstones and their blood spilling out to say anime club. And we know that as passionate connoisseurs of anime, like anime is our lifeblood and it's very serious and it means the world to us. So this is a very clear portrait of how they're feeling right now. So Mort screams, no. And Mark says, quit being so dramatic. And they don't want to go back, or at least Mort doesn't want to go back. But Mark reminds him that the downtown library was such a good location and that they don't have any other choice. And it's okay because he's already talked to Amy and she said that they can come back. It's okay. We find out some more lore that the reason they haven't been going to the school anime club this whole time is because it is not sanctioned. They're an underground renegade club, like Ronin, without a master. They, too, are a club without a school. And Clyde naively asks, why couldn't they just have meetings at the school? And Mark says, not just because they weren't sanctioned, but because there's already another club and that merging clubs is going to be the best course of survival for the anime club. Mort is very resistant to the idea, but Mark reminds him, what other choice do they have? Mort swallows his pride, gets up from the ground, throwing his tantrum, and says that he'll do it, but only for the sake of the anime club. We get a subtitle for part three, and it's called the Japanese Animation Club. And we see a very cute little Hello Kitty sign on the door of a room saying that the Japanese Animation Club is meeting today. We cut to a girl, presumably Amy, greeting our boys and welcoming them to the club. And she seems quite antagonistic towards Mort. Mort likes to point out that her voice is like a death rattle. She comments about how their library stunt was amazing. Mark is visibly upset, holding everything together to not scream. Clyde is aghast, very surprised that they know what happened at the library. And Amy says, of course, everyone does. And that someone caught the footage of what happened on their camera. We see a flashback of Mort and Mark all beat up, being dragged out of the library, still yelling at each other, and Clyde stumbling out, still so enthusiastic about the princess's capabilities. Mm -hmm. But Amy, being very good-natured, says, what's past is past, and that here at the Japanese Animation Club, the TGAC, you are washed clean of your sins. Mort decides to nitpick on the acronym, saying that they don't need the T. It's okay. They don't need to add that to the acronym. Unless they're trying to be cute about it. And that it just comes off as ignorant. 
Amy, who's very put out, says that they're all welcome, except for Mort, and that the only way he will be allowed to join in at the activities of the JAC, we're not putting the T in, is that if he keeps his mouth shut at all times, no talking, and if he's better behaved, that he can answer yes and no questions with a series of claps. Mort, very upset, but thinking about the greater good, decides to put aside all of his nitpicks and remain quiet so that way the anime club has a place to meet. They are welcomed in, but first they must pass new member initiation. But it's okay because only one person has to do the dance to be initiated. And they decide to nominate unanimously Clyde. Although Clyde did try swaying the vote to Mort with no success. Clyde is a little nervous because he doesn't think that he knows the dance, but Amy assures him that it's usually a group thing, so just follow along. Clyde says, well, that doesn't sound that bad. But it totally was. They're dancing what can only be presumed to be a relic of 2000's anime, the Hare Hare Yukai, from the anime, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. And as they finish up, Clyde is visibly embarrassed. He does not look like he's having a good time. Mark, despite suggesting the merging of the clubs, seems visibly upset as he remembers why they left in the first place. Mort is trying to keep all of his comments bottled up inside, but he says that these assholes are totally offbeat and that they aren't even doing the Haruhi dance. They're doing a funeral march. And Dave asks, whose funeral? Ours? For it truly feels like the death of the anime club. Mort poetically says, in memoriam of anime, death of a culture. Although we do see Clyde starting to embrace what has happened, he is being surrounded by all of the Japanese animation club members praising him, welcoming him to the group, and for him to take his seat. And this is the first time we've seen a smile on Clyde's face in a while. Morton Marker visibly upset, and they ask Clyde he's enjoying himself. And Clyde says, yeah, and shrugs. So Amy is the leader of the anime club, but she gives over the floor to Secretary Christie to uh, read last week's minutes just to bring everybody up to speed about what's been going on in the JAC. So last week, after a thrilling marathon of Peach Girl and Comic Party, they debated heavily and finally came to the conclusion about the real difference between Huggles and Glomps. It's a very... Easily mistaken um, opinion that they're the same, but they are quite different. Um, a huggle is just like a very tight hug. A glomp requires some movement, usually running, and then a jump, and then a wrapping of the arms around. Mort is not impressed, and he audibly voices his disgust with a loud <laughs> But the other members of the anime club quickly quiet him up as to not be kicked out of this location. Another member of the anime club is called up 
by Amy to make an announcement involving a screening for a new import. He stands up. His name is Daniel. He has a beard. He looks maybe like he doesn't belong in this school, but that's neither here nor there. Clyde asks about Daniel because, you know, he's new, fish out of water, doesn't know any of the pre-existing history with the JAC. Mark explains that you know how Mort can be completely insufferable at times? Double that, and you have Daniel, who never turns it off. And Clyde realizes how awful this is going to be. Daniel stands up at the podium, locks eyes with Mort. Mort scowls, and Daniel smirks. Milk, would you like to share what uh, Daniel's going to be screening? He'd like to take it upon himself to inform all of the comrades here at the Japanese Animation Club that our beloved import store, Nuclear Pop, will be screening the brand new Naruto film that has just come out this past week overseas. The suburbs are working vehemently on the release in time for the screening. They're getting fresh anime, as fresh as it can be. And we find out that this movie is, of course, a long-awaited sequel to last year's dreadful Naruto's Night Schooling entitled Naruto Goes to Law School. Clearly, all the members of the anime club are impressed. They are ooing and awing. Even Mark, his mood has changed, and he's very excited to hear that it's being released so soon. Quick turnaround. Mort, however, has not been won over. Mort is still clearly upset about nuclear pop. And he references the run-in with Tony that happened yesterday. Mark, who is off scouting a location, hears this and is surprised and says, what run-in with Tony? The other three members of the anime club sheepishly stammer and try to keep the information from Mark, citing that they had meant to tell him. Daniel, as smug as can be, goes on to continue that as this town's only active anime-related organization, to which Mort shows them a customary sign of displeasure, the middle finger, he says that it's their duty to attend the screening and to make sure that the suburbs have done their job well and that they get a better movie than last year's turd. And Mort is clearly upset because we find out from Mark that Naruto's Night Schooling was one of his top 10 animes last year. And that if Daniel keeps this up, Mort might not be able to stay quiet anymore. Daniel goes on to talk about a review that he would like to cover of a title that was recently released. It's a racy tale of a young girl and her love of animals. And of course, he is talking about the beloved 80s classic, Smegma Princess. Mort stands up out of his seat, on edge to hear what's going to happen next. Daniel goes on to give his critique of Smegma Princess. He says that it was a waste of time for everyone involved in the release, everyone dubbing it, subbing it, and especially watching it, that it was garbage from the story to the supposed masturbatory material some may have found while watching it. And we see Clyde looking a little embarrassed. Perhaps, uh, maybe it was masturbatory material for him. 
Daniel goes on to say that the story was very shallow, no deeper than a piece of cardboard, Mort getting more and more angry, and that Daniel could go on forever, but all that needs to be said before the rest of one's life is wasted discussing this is that he is saving their lives and that they should be thankful. Mort is getting even more upset. He's shaking, quivering with anger. Mark begs Mort to calm down. Clyde naively asks if Mort will be fine. Mark, unsure of how much more he can take, how much more Mort can take, and says that his limit is around 10 minutes. We see a panel fast-forwarding us 11 minutes from now. Chaos has erupted within the meeting of the JAC. Mort and Daniel are screaming at each other. Mort goes on to call Daniel a Philistine. Where do you come off calling Smegma Princess garbage? Do you even know what good anime is? And I, I can relate to this because I too have become quite impassioned discussing anime or discussing which waifu is better. And we all know that it is Asuka. Asuka is much better than Rey. This is not even an argument that's worth having. Do not come at me in the fucking Discord. Do not send an email to nymphomercialpodcast at gmail.com. Don't fucking come at me. Don't tag me on Twitter. Nothing. I'm right. You're wrong. Anyway. Daniel continues saying, it's garbage and you're garbage. Your tastes are garbage. You have literal trash taste. And he's right. He knows things. He knows Ray is the much better waifu. He is on point about these things. I'm going to ignore that because I think it's our duty to continue covering this piece of relevant cultural media. And I'm not about to get in it with someone whose waifu is Ray. I will not even dignify that comment. But anyways, Amy says that Mort is ruining everything. She told him that he could stay if he didn't talk and that he's just making things worse. And the argument just keeps increasing until Amy finally screams, stop. She doesn't know what she was doing, inviting them back, thinking that things would be better and that Mort is a poison to literally anything that he touches. She asks Mort to leave and he says, I will gladly leave and proceeds to call her a bitch and invite his compatriots out. But they hesitate. And he turns. And the three stand there silent, determined. Amy explains that they can stay. Mort is the one who must leave. It is Mort's burden to bear. Mort is flabbergasted. Mark tells him to leave. Mort tries to bargain with Dave. But Dave says he has to stay. Where else can he go? Clyde? Clyde looks down and with a bit of determination explains to Mort that he likes it there because they're friendly and nice. And he tries to apologize. But Amy comes in between the two and says that Mort should leave and forces Mort out into the hallway and slams the door in his face. All seems lost as Mort pounds at the door, upset about being kicked out again, upset about the breakup of the anime club. And he falls to the ground, crying, saying, you can't break up the anime club. 
we flash back to one year earlier. Particularly Clyde's flashback. We see Clyde has just transferred to a new school. And we see two young men having a conversation about this new kid. I say, Cameron, is that the new kid? Verily, he must be. He looks rather stringy. Could be a ruse. Could be rather spry. Perhaps, perhaps. And if he is, he should be on the team. Yes. Yes, I agree. We should test him. Something simple yet effective will do with our limited time before history. So our two men think and simply yell, A new kid catch! And we see Clyde turn from his locker, coming face to face with a football. And he is impaled so hard that his face leaves an impression in the door of the locker. We learn that Clyde is not a sports kid. He's quite terrible at the very basic act of catching a ball. Relatable. Very relatable. And that you could never be on the sports team. So our two men leave him be. Clyde rubs his bruised face and brushes off his bruised ego and turns to see a flyer. A flyer for the first meeting of the anime club. And we cut to the title and subtitle of this part four of the anime club, Birth and Redeath, which is an Evangelion reference. Obviously, Casey Green is a man of culture. We see Clyde looking at a tatty old flyer, this old remnant of the past from good days when he had joined the anime club. But he's on the phone with Amy, who is reminding him about the showing of the new Naruto film at Nuclear Pop. And she asks if he's seen or talked to Mort, and Clyde says, no, not really. Good riddance. But he looks quite sad and quite conflicted. Cut back to another flashback of Clyde showing up to the very first meeting of the anime club. And it is at a residential. He knocks on the door. But before he can finish, the door is opened and a very spry, very young, very enthusiastic Mort welcomes him to the anime club. Specifically by saying greetings to you and your excellent choices. Welcome to the anime club. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, anybody who has joined our Discord, you are people of culture and have great taste and make good choices. Always. So Clyde introduces himself. Mort vigorously shakes his hand and informs Clyde that it's an honor to grace them with his presence and that they're going to make history with this club. Very much um, kind of giving me vibes of the classic anime Oran High School Host Club uh, back when the club, the host club was started in the flashback episodes. You people of culture might remember that. Mort is on a very um, particular mission wanting to bring culture to the masses 
And as he walks past explaining to Clyde, we see Mort's mother ask, Oh, is that another one of your friends for your little club, sweetie? And Mort is very frustrated. And he says, Mother, please, what again did I ask of you this night? Oh, yes, I'd forgotten, honey. And she turns around and faces the wall in the kitchen to wait, to not talk to any more of Mort's little friends. So they head to the meeting area where there are snacks and we see a very young Dave and a very young Mark. And uh, Mort introduces Clyde, saying that he has come to join them in their pursuit of greater entertainment and higher knowledge. Mark is not taking this club as seriously as Mort thinks that he should, even though he's the vice president. He mocks Mort with saying, welcome to the meeting of the minds, but in a very sarcastic way. Mm -hmm. So Mort introduces Mark as the vice president, head of foreign affairs. And what is meant by foreign affairs is that Mort can't talk to anybody without losing his shit at them. So Mark is going to handle all matters of diplomacy in Mort's stead. And Mort says that Mark has certainly enough of a truncated vocabulary to talk to the local yokels. And Mark is a little upset by that. Mort moves on to introduce their senior tech advisor, Dave. And he handles all the videos for the club. And if there's anything you'd like to see, Dave's got it downloaded and ready to view. A real pirate. So they are trying to determine what to watch tonight. And they leave it up to Clyde to choose. Mark says that he wants to get a read on Clyde's taste. So to explain what he's watched and what he's into. Clyde goes on to say that he's watched Speed Racer with his dad and that he'd catch Dragon Ball Z on the local stations and that he likes Pokemon and Digimon. And uh, he tries to continue to go on, but the rest of the anime club looks a bit stunned. Mortified, even. Mm hmm. Dave is visibly upset. Mark begins to say, We can't let him in. This, this is. But Mort stops them. This is different. He just doesn't know. We can teach him. We don't have to just turn him away. They can take on Clyde as a young pupil. They can make him their Pygmalion and sculpt him and mold him however they want. He's a slab of marble, just ignorant to the world of anime. Mm -hmm. So Mort asks Clyde if he is prepared to take this opportunity to learn and to become a distinguished anime connoisseur, rather than dredge of the sewers gulping up whatever trash falls into your gullet, such as My Hero Academia and Demon Slayer, you know, garden variety animes. Trash like One Piece. Don't even get me started on Sword Art Online. And Clyde is ready to take the plunge. Mort, very excited, says that this will be one for them to remember. Mort calls upon Dave to queue up something special for the occasion and to bring out some card captor Sakura to celebrate the club's official founding. We cut to the future where Dave is running his antivirus software just to make sure that there's no more of that killallnerds.exe virus to potentially wipe his computer again. It seems he is moving from computer to computer to work this out. 
Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's burning something. He looks at his computer again, and we flash back to that very first meeting of the anime club. Mark is a little upset because he's not sure if Cardcaptor Sakura is the best place to start. Mark says, if you want Clyde to stay, don't start him on something that's worse than fucking Digimon. Moore is obviously flabbergasted by this, retorting for Mark to bite his tongue. That is an amazing show about a young girl coming to terms with her womanhood. It's beautiful and so full of deep imagery that it doesn't surprise him to find that someone like Mark is just lost and it's over his head. Clyde is a little confused as to what's going on, and he looks at Dave. Dave simply just shrugs. Mort continues that Mark should be so lucky to be here that he's going to learn about what it means to have good taste. And that has wounded Mark's pride. He is very upset, and he tells Mort that he's full of shit and does not know what he is talking about. The two begin to yell and argue, spitting, screaming, and Mark finally loses it and says, Cardcaptor Sakura is a pile of shit. Mind you, the views expressed in this comic are not congruent with the views of us podcast hosts. Cardcaptor Sakura is a beautiful tale of a young woman coming to terms with having magic and dealing with the loss of her mother and with romance and becoming a new master of the cloud cards. It's a very deep responsibility. Back to the comic. Mort loses it. He flips over the table full of snacks and begins huffing and puffing, turns around, tears in his eyes, looks at Mark and says, get the fuck out of my mom's house, and forces out the three other anime club members. The three begin to walk away, and Mark says that they will try harder next week. Clyde, very confused, uh, asks if Mark simply just blocked out what had happened, because he might have to, in order to move on with his life. Mark fills in Clyde that that's just Mort. He's a hothead and an asshole, but he'll get over it. But they probably won't be able to have Anime Club at his place anymore. Clyde wonders, why are they even going to try again with him and with dealing with all that? And Mark pauses and says that he just wants this to work out. And he knows that Mort does too. And that he's not going to give up on this yet. And we transition into Mark waking up from a dream, remembering the words of not giving up on the anime club. He wakes up, goes to sit at his computer. And he looks over, and he sees a picture of the members of the anime club at their very first convention. He takes a deep breath, and he sighs, and wonders where they messed up. We flash back one year earlier, and we see Mort presenting, saying, and finally, fuck you, fuck you all. Seriously, you have all ruined everything great and good this club set out to achieve, everything that I had laid down as starting point for this club. And all you can come in here and infect it. You slime are a plague to everything wonderful about anime. And this is how it goes. You kick me out. You impeach me from my own club. You can't kick me out from the Japanese animation club. 
We see Amy, who says that it was a group decision and that he was outvoted because all he does is breed negativity and that they don't want him there. And Mort retorts that he breeds common sense and decency. Amy asks him to leave. Mort agrees to finally go, but that he won't give up and that he's taking what he's learned to build a better club. He says, you Cretans enjoy this empty victory because when you see me next, I'll have built a better place for people to discuss intelligently about manga, about anime. By this time next year, my club will be a thriving beast that will overrun you fools. By this time next year, the anime club will have the last laugh. And we see Mort wake up from a dream. It's Saturday morning. He looks over at his alarm clock puts on his glasses, and shuffles over to the computer. He sees an email from Dave. And Dave says, You should definitely come to the screening Saturday at Nuclear Pop. At noon. It will be worth it. Promise. This is when we see Mort go through a series of emotions. Remembering his old friend Dave. Looking upset. Looking reminiscent. Uh, almost a shame, maybe, and then looking determined. He grabs his coat, puts it on, shuts the door, and heads out. Says, I hope you know what you're talking about, Dave. Into the lion's den. We see another shot very much reminiscent of um, Evangelion or Serial Experiments Lane with uh, telephone wires as more heads towards nuclear pop. We come to the end. The last panel says to be concluded, and I don't want to spoil anything for you dear listeners at home, so I recommend that you check out Gunshow Comic. We'll post the link in the description, and we would love to have long discussions with you guys in the Discord server about the final installment of Anime Club. You can send any comments or questions to nymphomercialpodcast at gmail.com. We are going to be changing the email, but as of right now, that is the working email. We'll let you know as things change. Um, we're also going to be getting rid of the Discord server too. Um, so we'll let you know as things happen. Um, yeah. Yes, everything's going to be rebranded as we continue to grow in a new direction, chasing after that potty and just being a more clean and adult podcast. Mm-hmm. We have some special thank yous that we would like to give to some of the contributors to this podcast. Um, we would like to thank our friends from the Discord server, Alejandro and Gunner, for writing us a very new special theme song. Uh, unfortunately, it will also have to be changed for there will be no Nympho-related content on the future of this show. Yeah. But uh, good luck on your April Fools. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I can't believe I had to say something bad about <laughs> One Piece. It killed me. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> but seriously, Asuka is still the best. So. No, Ray is. Um, <laughs> Ray, Ray, best girl. Out of Evangelion, if you even call that a good anime. <laughs> also, Digimon's so good. Digimon Fuck is more. really good, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you.